And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? It's Andrew Morgans again, your host, founder of Marknology here on the Startup Hustle. Uh, glad to be back. I'm, I'm glad to bring you today's guest, Brian Winch from Clean Lots. We're going to have some fun today talking to you guys a little bit about bootstrapping, a little bit how to turn a side hustle into a business. We're going to just get into the into the background of kind of what that looks like and how you can turn something small into something that can, um, you know, really help you find your passion and find happiness in life, love what you're doing. There's no time uh, to spend any of it on stuff that you hate. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Andrew. Yeah, I was enjoying chatting with you uh, right before it kicked off. I said, hey, let's just go live. I want to cover this stuff live. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking today just about your background and, um, you know, how you got Clean Lots, where it is. Um, first, before we get into it, let's give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Fullscale.io, helping build software teams quickly and affordably. Uh, Brian, tell me about Clean Lots, what to do. Um, and then we're, we're going to just start there. And then I want to go back and talk about kind of how you got to here. Um, you know, how it first popped into your head, how it became an idea. Um, what is clean lots, CleanLots.com. Well, clean lots is my website, uh, where I market, um, an instructional manual, um, based on my almost 40 years experience in the parking lot litter cleaning business. And um, um, I'm trying to uh, spread the movement, if you will, and, and uh, get other people involved across the country and, uh, and uh, show them an opportunity to make money in their community, clean, uh, cleaning up litter, providing a, a very important service. I love it. Okay, so how does it work uh, in regards to like, how would somebody else, um, you know, get involved in making money cleaning lots? Okay, well, um, if you go to my website, um, there is all sorts of information, including a brief video on my homepage, which which shows me actually doing the work, going for a walk, uh, walking outside of one of my many commercial properties, and with the simple hand tools, very easily and safely clean up uh, any type of litter material um, from the parking lot. Um, the sidewalks, the surrounding landscape, and litter material would be uh, like uh, discarded coffee cups, uh, soda cans, uh, fast food wrappers, cigarette butts, and increasingly uh, during this uh, COVID pandemic, uh, used PPE such as uh, sanitary wipes and gloves and masks. And so um, uh, one of the things we found out is we are, uh, as a cleaning business, an essential service. And, uh, you know, um, our clients more than ever need our service um, uh, to maintain their properties because nobody wants to see this stuff sitting outside uh, uh, the parking lot when somebody's going into one of the businesses. No, a hundred percent. And so, um, you know, we were talking about side hustles and that's kind of how you came into this. I want to steal your thunder. Um, but you know, is this an, is this a good opportunity for someone full-time part-time 
Um, you know, is it something you can do just, you know, in your spare time at night? Like what's the time commitment for someone? Um, it can be anything to everyone. Um, everyone's got a different motivation for getting involved in this business. Um, you know, I've sold my book to people that just want to do it as a side hustle. They're perfectly happy, maybe with their full-time employment, maybe the, the benefits package, et cetera, but they need a few extra bucks uh, maybe just to pay off some bills, some debt, uh, or, you know, whatever it may be save for retirement. Um, so they're perfectly happy, you know, uh, working a few hours each day, or maybe just on weekends, uh, you know, providing the service. Uh, and then there's some people that start out that way. Um, and then basically uh, turn it into a, a one man operation. And, you know, many people are just happy that way. And then I've got a few students that, uh, you know, have, you know, basically copied my success and recruit an army of people and, and basically step back after the business, after learning it and just take on a managerial role and, uh, and, you know, scale it up to a, you know, a six figure business. Um, and so it, it's definitely possible. Um, sounds awesome. It makes me think of, you know, I mean, I'm here in Missouri, uh, Mark Twain, you know, uh, is a rat from these parts. And it makes me think of that, you know, that Tom Sawyer Huck Finn story where, you know, he starts off painting that fence for getting in trouble, uh, you know, and then he's got, he gets all his buddies involved and, you know, they kind of scale that operation. I don't know if you remember the old story, yeah. um, but we were talking about, you know, some, you started out just wanting to like, uh, um, you know, just grow it, find something that made you happy, something you're passionate about. And then, um, you know, it's grown into everything that it is today. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, you know, how did you come across this business idea? Uh, you know, was it something you inherited? Was it something you kind of just stumbled across? Like, um, you know, side hustle? Was it like you're, you're, you knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Um, you know, when did you first decide that you wanted to work for yourself? Well, you know, first of all, I, I just want to go back a bit. It's funny you mentioned Mark Twain because I, I like one of his uh, quotes, um, and he, he's been quoted as saying, "The two most important days in your life uh, are the day you were born and the day you find out why." And so, with that in mind, um, um, I was working a full-time job uh, at the age of twenty-one, and not really knowing what I wanted to do. But, but you know, is it? teenager as a kid growing up everyone's got ideas you know I want to be a pro football player or, or a doctor or a firefighter or whatever and I had some ideas too and and uh, um, but you know a lot, a lot of those things didn't work out I lost interest in them so um, I, I was uh, working full-time as a shipper receiver and kind of okay. you know thinking you know what am I going to do what can I find out uh, unfortunately I didn't have a lot of skills I barely graduated high school didn't have a lot of money in the bank and uh um, so I was kind of limited in my options. And this was, you know, back in the day, there's no internet. So I just started looking around my community and, and wondering what I could do. And and uh, and my my father uh, was a caretaker or he worked as a uh, janitor in the public school system. And he often had these side gigs that he did. Okay. Uh, I remember as a kid, uh, he would shovel snow in the winter, sometimes cut grass in the summer. But he also provided a, a, a real interesting service which was cleaning up litter outside a, um, a shopping plaza just a few blocks away from the family home. And he'd taken me along with him a couple of times and it was the easiest thing to do. I mean, it, we weren't cleaning up an accumulation of trash or litter. It was maintaining the property litter free for the, the uh, property management company. So it was basically just walking around the property, uh, the sidewalks, the parking lot, the surrounding landscape and cleaning up any litter material. And we were basically done in, in pretty much the time it took to walk the property. And I thought, you know, you know, uh, that always kind of stuck with me. 
And, um, you know, so fast forward, you know, I'm 21 years of age. Um, my father had passed away at the end of July. And, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to kind of show him, uh, you know, how I could, you know, turn an idea into a business. Uh, so it was about September when I started up, I thought, you know, I'm going to take his idea and see if there's a market for it and see how big I could grow this. And uh, I started out uh, like in the fall, September, and about three or four months later, uh, I was making more money just doing, providing that service on the side than I was making in my full-time job. So I, I gave up my job and make a long story short, um, I continued to scale the business from a, a simple one-man operation to, um, you know, um, a few people working for us to a whole army of people that are spread out throughout the entire city and providing the service. And so um, it, it, it's, a, it's a service that I discovered with, through this pandemic that it's an essential service. Um, you know, in almost 40 years, I've survived uh, countless recessions and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully this pandemic now too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think you called it uh we were calling it a side hustle, but that was my word. Uh was it moonlighting? Is that yeah. the old term? Yeah, back in the day, you know, it was moonlighting or a spare time job. Uh uh, but you know, I, I'd never heard of the term uh hustle or side hustles or side gigs. And I think uh, that's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a new thing. But you know, back then it was uh, uh making a few extra bucks to pay the bills. <laughs> No. And, um, you know, bringing it to relate it to mine, Marknology, um, you know, mine started the same way. I was really just looking for a way to make a buck, help me pay down some of my credit card debt or my school loans um, outside of my nine to five. And, um, you know, I read an article that said, hey, focus on something that's, you know, career related instead of just going back to bartending or some of the other things, the gigs I'd had before. Um, and just didn't really have a plan. I wasn't trying to be an entrepreneur. I was, you know, I was just trying to, um, work like I knew how to do, you know, just like you just work when you got stuff to do. And, um, you know, you never know when you just take a step toward, um, you know, something new, what it's going to turn out into. And one thing that led from me helping somebody with Amazon, you know, they said, Hey, can you work on this other one? Hey, my buddy needs some help. And before you know it, you know, you've got a big operation. Um, what part of the country are you in? Oh, I'm in Canada, uh, just okay. uh, in Calgary, Alberta, right off the Rocky Mountains. And so okay. not beautiful for those people really not familiar with geography. We're, we're north of Montana. <laughs> got it. I'm a, I was born in Montreal, so I'm a dually. Oh, okay. um, I got my citizenship when I turned 18. So um, I haven't been everywhere in Canada, but I'm, I'm from up north. Uh, and um, OK, so this is something that you know, is, is there other projects that you're involved in? Or has this been like, you know, your baby for the last 30? Well, it's been my baby for almost 40 years now. The, okay. the bread and butter, if you will, is is still the actual cleaning business. Uh, but, you know, several years ago, I, I you know, decided, you know, that this is, has been such a great opportunity, a business for me. Uh, and why not share it with other people uh, that, you know, obviously we're starting out maybe in the same boat that I was, you know, uh, and um, uh, so, you know, I created the website cleanlots.com and that's how I market the, the book and, and some related products. Um, and uh, I also provide free support to anyone who buys my book is my way of giving back to a business and an that. opportunity that has, has been so good for uh, to my family and and uh, and and i and so you and know in the, the environment in the environment let's talk about that like you know yeah. i grew up uh 
I grew up in Africa till I was 16. Um, that's why I was in French Africa because I was born in Montreal. My, you know, my parents and um, and it, you know, beautiful, beautiful country. Um, countries like I lived in multiple countries over there in Africa. Um, but sanitation, you know, is something that when I when I came back as a as a youth, like at 16, um, and they had no ability to have sanitation or sewage or those kinds of things. So like trash everywhere in the most beautiful place on earth, there's just trash everywhere. And um, coming back, like I remember it was literally like almost like a, a pain point if I seen anyone littering because I'm just like, how can you, you know, we have all the trash cans everywhere. We have all this stuff everywhere. Um, you know, how could anyone, um, you know, hurt the earth, so to speak. Yeah. And it, you know, it's something that like, we have so much privilege here. Let's, let's find it. Um, and I, I still feel that way today, honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm the person to pick up the trash. Um, if I see it and you know, to have a side hustle that also does good for the environment, you know, is, uh, is really awesome. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, it used to bother me, um, when I first started out, um, especially when I saw people just, you know, they could be very close to a, a litter container on a sidewalk, you know, uh, you know, and, you know, really it was almost invisible to them. They just ignore it. Um, and they just, uh, drop whatever, um, you know, a wrapper they just opened or toss their coffee cup out their uh, car window. And, you know, I still see it, you know, I don't see anything really changing there. And, uh, what was a real eye opener for me was, you know, when the pandemic first started, uh, you know, back in March and April and, and I started seeing, and my, my workers uh, started reporting to me and said, Brian, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing all of these gloves and, and sanitary wipes and masks just thoughtlessly discarded in parking lots. And, and I, you know, I still find it hard to believe that somebody when they're finished with it, they can't put it in their pocket or, or in their vehicle or, 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 or find a litter container that's only a few sh uh, short steps away, you know, uh, uh, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, that's how I've made a lot of money over the years is cleaning up after people. Right. I love it. I've, I've honestly heard that like the garbage business in general is one of the most lucrative businesses that there is. Um, you know, maybe it's picking up lots, even like, um, dumps, dumpster cleaning or trash can cleaning, or, you know, if you're, I'm kind of involved in real estate and, um, you know, just ordering a dumpster, like, you know, really expensive. Yeah. So garbage is just like always been lucrative. Um, even before I got in this conversation, I'm learning even more, yeah. you know, um, yeah. well, there are, really cool. there are all sorts of niche cleaning opportunities in the cleaning business. Uh, right away, people think of, you know, maid cleaning or office cleaning or, or whatever. Uh, but you know, it, it's getting quite specialized now too, because, you know, your my, uh, my clients, property management companies in my case, um, you know, th they look for specialists because they want the very best service provided. Uh, obviously they're looking at cost, uh, but they've, you know, a lot of people have, have found out that, you know, you're not going to get that if you deal with a company that claims to be a jack of all trades and they you kind know, of wind up being a master of none. And so, but yeah, for, um, you know, fortunes have been made in the cleaning business. And uh, if you're willing to do it, and in my case, I really enjoy working outdoors. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, you get exercise yeah. as well. I'm like, I got to get my dad plugged in. <laughs> you know, and I like to see the results uh, and I feel good about what I do. And and now, you know, even more so because I'm, I'm teaching and showing other people across the country how to get into this business and, and uh, make extra money doing it. And it's, it's always going to be there and uh, people are always going to litter, unfortunately, but um, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for, you know, if, if anyone is interested in it, you know, I, I'll admit it's not the most sexy business out there. 
but um, you know, if you think uh, you know you enjoy working outdoors and and uh, you, you can do this type of work, I mean, there's money to be made. Put your podcast in, or put your you know put put startup hustle in your ears and just like get to work. You know, <laughs> um, no, I love it. I actually I'm a little bit involved in the cleaning business. We have um, a couple dozen Airbnbs here in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and um, scaling this business has been challenging um you know from finding quality talent to the pandemic to like you know cleaning protocols changing um you know but i i would put my resources all the way back to living in hawaii when one of my side hustles was cleaning regis hair salons Mm -hmm. um you know i'd go in after hours on saturdays or sundays um, depending on what the shop wanted and you know kind of moonlight i guess and go in there after like the mall had closed and, and clean up those hair salons um, you know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm more grateful than I, than I've thought about, you know, just, uh, having a dad that showed me, you know, Hey, there's all kinds of ways you can make a buck. Um, you know, there's it, life is too short to do anything you don't love doing. That's right. That's right. And you know, I, I, you know, you sound like, um, we have a lot in common from an early age, we were kind of thinking, uh, you know, well, how can I make a few extra bucks? And, you know, a lot of kids had lemonade stands or, or they babysat or they delivered newspapers, but, I remember I must have been about, uh, you know, five or six years old when I uh, uh, was kind of bored, I guess. And I, I saw some of my brother's toys and I, I took them, cleaned them up and threw a table in front of the street and started selling them. And started uh, selling their toys. Selling their toys. And so they quickly found out and they came out and they weren't happy with me. But I think I, sh- I, I shared the profits with them. But, and they were happy to go out and get some new, new toys to replace the old ones that I'd sold. <laughs> I love it. And I love it. And I've always like, I don't know if I attributed it it to like growing up in Africa or not. Um, And there's times where we'd be back in in the US like to raise money or deputize or things like that. And before we went back, but I always had, you know, five, six lawns I was mowing or like, you know, something I was painting. Um, You know, I've been worked in a warehouse like you, I think you were you said you were in logistics early on, worked at a warehouse security guard, um, you know, all those kinds of things. I think the, the difference is, um, you know, having that mindset of just like, um, you know, whatever it takes to get the job done, I'm going to get it done, you know, and I'm not going to settle for anywhere where I don't feel respected or, or, you know, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. And I honestly love, um, you know, my history trying all those jobs until I found something that was just a good fit for me. Um, instead of looking back on it and being like, Hey, he's wishy-washy jump all over the place. You know, I really think about, people that are that are changing and, and trying to find that thing as someone that's just like unwilling to settle you know yeah, i kind of yeah. see it almost completely different that's right i agree with you uh, wholeheartedly and and you you take a, a little bit you learn every a little thing about everything that you do from your experiences and you know you for example you find out what well i i didn't enjoy that i wouldn't do that again and and uh, but yeah um you know that's part of growth i think yeah i think uh my worst job was the security guard job at Ameristar Casino. Um, it's the only job I didn't give two weeks notice. I just couldn't be there a moment longer. Um, it was fine when I was training with the the older gentlemen, like the older security guards, and we'd get to talk stories and walk around and kind of just like, you know, um, do security guard stuff. But once I got on my own um, and was just there, you know, as overnights. So those overnights are killer. Uh, but like 12 to 6 a.m. or something. And it was just so slow. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have phones, you know, most regulated industry, couldn't have podcasts in, you couldn't have a notepad, you couldn't have anything. Um, I just, I wasn't in a healthy spot to be left alone with my brain. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, 
you know, I think it'd be a little different if I was walking parking lots. Like I'm, I'm like literally thinking about, okay, we have, you know, my property management business has quite a few, like, how do I, how do I find somebody in my area that does this? Yeah. You think I got to start it myself or you think there's a way to find people that do lots? Well, there are people, I mean, the service has to be done by somebody right now. Um, uh, you know, it could be a large landscaping contractor. Uh, it could okay. be, a, you know, a large cleaning business that, you know, does a little bit of everything like a day porter service. Um, sometimes property management companies will have building operators and they'll task them uh, with doing the, the litter cleaning. And uh, uh, most times my experience is the building operators can't stand doing the litter cleaning because their main function is to maintain the, the mechanicals and they, they meet contractors, electricians or, uh, you know, HVAC uh, contractors, et cetera, et cetera. And they really don't have time to squeeze the litter cleaning in. So if they, as soon as they find out about your service, they, they can become your greatest advocate and they'll tell their boss, the property manager, Hey, you know what? I, you know, I discovered the service and uh, yeah, let's use them because it'll free up my time. My time is more valuable that you know then that do uh, litter cleaning and let's get uh, the appropriate service to do it so but yeah my my business model has been successful because you know we provide better results for less money and one of the things that um, i learned early on is you have to do more than you promise so you know anybody can clean anybody can go out and you know clean this or whatever but um you know, i'll give you an example if when we're there uh, in my crew or uh, at our various job sites and if we notice some burnt out lights or fresh graffiti uh or uh, you know stop sign knocked down on the property we make a point to communicate that the very first thing the next day with our clients and they really appreciate that and mm -hmm. what it does, it, it uh, they learn they can trust you and they they value you for providing more than what you say you'll do. And uh, um, it, it just cements that business relationship and they're more likely to send more business your way because they know they're getting more than what they're paying for. And a lot of, you know, cleaning businesses and, and for that matter, any other type of business, if, they, if you take that attitude, well, that's not my responsibility and, you know, uh, you're missing out on a lot of growth from from your existing clients. Yeah, I will say that in, you know, in business is probably universal, no matter where you are, or what business you're in. Um, there's a whole lot of people that aren't accountable or don't take accountability. You know, so when you know that you're a business owner, and you know how hard it is to find good people, you know how hard it is to find people that care, you know, people that are going to take ownership of something, um, you know, treating that that businesses, uh, you know, parking lot or their structure, just like it's your own, you know, and, and taking notes and communicating that um, it really stands out in a world where no one's taking ownership or accountability. You got people that are, you know, there and care. It, it's just like, it's, it's a light bulb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, we, one, that's one of the things that I keep stressing to people, you know, uh, just don't forget that. And it, and it's not difficult. It's you're not going out of your way to provide this added value. I mean, you're you're there anyhow, and you're walking the property. So it's nothing to make note of these things that you see visually, and then and then uh, take a couple minutes the next day uh, to you know to pass those comments on. Well, I don't want to give away all your book, okay? So I don't want to give away all your tips, but I'm trying to get people a little hungry a little bit. Um, you know, what are some of your I'm sure I think of like commercial, I'm, I'm picturing like, you know, Walmart parking lots, you know, I'm picturing like, um, you know, lease apartment complexes and things like that. But what are some, uh, give me some examples of, uh, you know, of clients that you have, um, or ideal, ideal clients that would need this kind of service. Well, you know, I don't really uh, service any residential properties like condominiums, because uh, typically okay. they have a, um, 
you know, a resident manager that's oftentimes on site and they're often tasked with doing that. Uh, so we focus on commercial properties, uh, which could be retail, uh, small to medium sized strip plazas. Uh, we also do a few of the larger uh, town centers, you know, the big box stores. Uh, then there would be, would be the smaller office buildings that, you know, are two, three, four stories uh, tall, where that have a lot of medical clinics, um, you know, maybe engineering firms, law firms, etc. And they typically have a, a parking lot and maybe underground parking garage as well. And then also the office industrial parks, um, where the same thing, you office in the front, warehouse base in the back. And there are far more of the small to medium sized properties of each uh, one of those three that I'd mentioned that uh, contract the, the cleaning services out. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, uh, we do a lot of those properties, a different mix. And our services provided uh, typically uh, on a daily basis, um, you know, with the larger retail properties, oftentimes it can involve weekend work, uh, maybe the office properties and the, uh, the warehouse, maybe uh, three times a week. But, you know, we focus on and our clients want us to maintain their properties litter free. They, they don't like to show up and, you know, see this material. So uh, they know you're coming Sunday or something. They like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, exactly. So, so that that's what we do, um, and, uh, and and we just contract with our our uh, our clients to provide our service, uh, you know, like the set service schedule and you know so much per month, and and then you know we've had some clients um, for almost thirty years. Um, you know, they're obviously happy with our work and the service we provide, uh, but you know by nature it is contract work, so you know uh, contracts are won and lost. But you know we've been fortunate. Um, you know, in holding on to so many of our clients and our our, uh, our our properties for such a long period of time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. <laughs> exactly. you, you do a good job. You, they won't go looking elsewhere. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I love it. It's bringing back some memories. Um, you know, I used to clean um, in Hawaii. We we're talking about some of my side hustles and uh, my parents had a little cleaning company. We cleaned like doctor's offices and lawyer's offices. And, um, you know, we'd hit a whole bunch up in the same complex. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'd get those contracts, I guess, for, for you know, some of the skyscrapers that were that would have a whole bunch of different businesses in there and just go through all the offices after everybody was gone. But cleaning is such a lucrative business. You know, it's just uh, I think it's one of those businesses that not everybody wants to do. So, you know, people willing to pay pay and it's not hard to sell it. That's right. And I think a lot of people have these misconceptions that it's dirty work. Um, and in my case, you know, it, it's not. I mean, there's no bending over. There's no pushing broom. It's just simply going for a walk. And, you know, if you use the right tools, I mean, we uh, utilize a, a tool, a litter collection tool where you, you, you it's almost as easily as walking up to a piece of litter material and, and without even slowing down much, uh, sweeping it into the collection tool and, and then, you know, on, onward uh, with your walk until you, uh, you get to the next piece of litter. And, and when the, the, uh, the bag is full, we just uh, empty into a waste dumpster on site. So there, you know, there's no bagging it and, and, and hauling uh, waste off site. Uh, and uh, you just have to get out there and do it. That's, that's the main thing. If you're persistent and you're patient, uh, you can build this business and and then just you know provide the good work and, and do what you say you'll do and show up and, and do and do the work and and it's, it's not difficult it really it's not difficult it's like i always tell it's almost as easy as as going for a walk i got a motto we have a motto that we say in my property management business um all, all you gotta do is show up and give a heck yeah. you know and we don't say heck but like you know <laughs> show up and give a heck yeah. and like you know that's our standard like just care you know yeah. um be here 
show up and care. Um, you know, and I think that that's, I mean, it speaks volumes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can, it can uh, cover any, any number of things that you're doing. Um, but I love that we talked about, Hey, like, you know, if you want to create something, um, we're in a, we're in the time of pandemic, there's plenty of people that need solutions like this, you know, ways to like supplement their income. Maybe someone's been laid off in the family or the household or, uh, you know, uh, maybe someone's gotten sick, you know, God forbid. Um, but there's plenty of opportunity. And so let's, let's, let's just wrap it up here. Where can someone find, and we talked about it and I'm going to have the website in your notes. Um, but, uh, where can someone find your book, um, you know, and get more information on, on how to set this up for themselves? Well, I, I tell people to go to my website first, uh, which is cleanlots.com. And uh, okay. like I mentioned there's the, there's the brief video. Um, I actually even have a free download. It's a free guide uh, for people that want to investigate this a bit more and find out if this is an opportunity for them. And, uh, and then my book, of course, is also available on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, um, you know, Lulu.com, most of the major uh, book sites. Um, but, uh, but I suggest, you know, start out, uh, get some information from my website, cleanlots.com. Cleanlots.com. You guys heard it. Um, I've got it up here on the screen for anyone that's, that's tuning in live. We'll have it in the show notes as well. So you guys won't miss that. If you guys are driving, listening to the podcast on the road, Brian, it's been fun digging into this with you. I have the utmost respect for anybody bootstrapped, anybody, uh, that's just scrappy and, and, and turns something into nothing. So I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Well, thanks, Andrew. I, I appreciated the opportunity. No problem at all. And once again, thanks to our sponsor, FullScale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. We'll see you next time, hustlers. Startup Hustles brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.